No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Jeremiah, where the remnant of the people living in Judah send Jeremiah to ask God what they should do. The Lord warns them against going to Egypt, but did they have any intention of obeying God? We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 42 on Simply the Bible. People are not always what they appear to be. They say one thing while masking their true intentions. Such were the leaders of the remnant of the people living in Judah. They asked Jeremiah to seek the Lord on their behalf to tell them what they should do and where they should go. But was their request sincere? We continue in Jeremiah chapter 42 today. Now all the captains of the forces, Johanan the son of Korea, Jezaniah the son of Hoshiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest came near and said to Jeremiah the prophet, Please let our petition be acceptable to you and pray for us to the Lord your God for all this remnant, since we are left but a few of many, as you can see, that the Lord your God may show us the way in which we should walk and the thing we should do. This sounds great, doesn't it? The remnant of the people living in Judah were in a difficult situation. Gedaliah, the governor appointed by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, had been assassinated. Would they be blamed for this crime? Would Nebuchadnezzar now attack them? They had moved down south of Mizpah, which was where Gedaliah had been. Now they wanted Jeremiah to inquire of the Lord for them. Should they stay or should they go? What should they do? If this had been their sincere request, then it would have gone well for them because God has promised to give wisdom to those who seek it. But as we shall see, they didn't really want to follow God's counsel. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I have heard, indeed, I will pray to the Lord your God according to your words, and it shall be that whatever the Lord answers you, I will declare it to you. I will keep nothing back from you. Jeremiah was a true man of God. He would seek the Lord for them, and then he would return and tell them exactly what the Lord said. He wouldn't hold anything back from them. He wouldn't seek to be politically correct. He would tell them the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Now, in speaking to the Ephesian elders, the apostle Paul said in Acts 20, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. That is what is needed in pulpits today. This is what we need to share when people come to us seeking godly counsel. The church is weak when it seeks to pander to the crowd or tell people what they want to hear. But when we declare the truth in love, then we are strong and a shining light to a culture that is groping in darkness. So they said to Jeremiah, let the Lord be a true and faithful witness between us. If we do not do according to everything which the Lord your God sends us by you, whether it is pleasing or displeasing, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we send you, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. 
Now, why did they say this? Why did they bind themselves with an oath to do whatever Jeremiah said? They were probably thinking of what happened to the people of Jerusalem who had disobeyed the word of the Lord through Jeremiah and suffered for it. So they took an oath that whatever God said they would do so that it would go well with them. Now, wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody had that attitude? Wouldn't it be great if people understood that their best course in life is to always obey the voice of God? And it happened after 10 days that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Now, what was happening during those 10 days of waiting? Was there some talk among the people or the leaders? Were they making their own plans? Sometimes God waits to show us what is truly in our hearts. Jeremiah had to wait on the Lord for 10 days. Now that encourages me because I often have to wait on God for answers to my problems. I don't control when the Lord speaks. But how long am I willing to wait? Sometimes if God doesn't come through for me in the time that I think he should, I feel like I have to help God out. And that's a mistake. Those who wait on the Lord will not be ashamed. Why does God make us wait anyway? Maybe he is building our faith. Maybe he is preparing our hearts for his answer or allowing us to see what's in the hearts of others. But one thing is for sure, God will not delay one moment longer than necessary to accomplish his perfect will. Are we willing to wait on him? Then he called Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces which were with him, and all the people from the least even to the greatest, and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition before him. If you will still remain in this land, then I will build you and not pull you down, and I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I relent concerning the disaster that I have brought upon you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not be afraid of him, says the Lord, for I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. And I will show you mercy, that he may have mercy on you and cause you to return to your own land. When God first called Jeremiah, he said that Jeremiah would root out, pull down, build, and plant. God had rooted out the Jews out of their land because of their rebellion, but now was the time of building and planting. If this remnant would remain in the land of Judah, then God would bless them and build them up. They didn't need to be afraid. God would protect them from King Nebuchadnezzar. God would watch over them to prosper them. But this was all contingent upon them remaining in the place where God called them to be. Jesus told his disciples, if you remain in me, then I will remain in you. Receiving the Lord's blessings and favor is contingent upon us remaining in him and keeping his commandments. Verse 13, but if you say we will not dwell in this land, disobeying the voice of the Lord your God, saying, no, but we will go to the land of Egypt, where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor be hungry for bread, and there we will dwell. Then hear now the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if you wholly set your faces to enter Egypt and go to dwell there. 
Then it shall be that the sword which you feared shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. The famine of which you were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt, and there you shall die. So shall it be with all the men who set their faces to go to Egypt to dwell there. They shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. And none of them shall remain or escape from the disaster that I will bring upon them. So what was really in their hearts? Did they want to do whatever the Lord said? Or did they have their own agenda? You see, God knew their hearts and they were planning to go to Egypt thinking that they would be escaping the conflict they had already endured. In Egypt, they would have no more war and plenty of food, or so they thought. Beginning with Abraham, God's people always had this desire to go to Egypt when the going got rough. After God delivered them from the bondage of Egypt, when things were difficult in the wilderness, they wanted to go back. In the Bible, Egypt is a picture of the world. And it's always tragic when God has delivered somebody from the bondage of sin in this world, and then they backslide and they want to go back to their former way of life. The Lord warned the people that if they did go back, then the very things they were seeking to escape, namely the sword, famine, and disease, would be the things that would come upon them in Egypt. They would be jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, as my anger and my fury have been poured out on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so will my fury be poured out on you when you enter Egypt, and you shall be an oath, an astonishment, a curse, and a reproach, and you shall see this place no more. The Lord has said concerning you, O remnant of Judah, do not go to Egypt. No, certainly that I have admonished you this day. Could God have made it any clearer through his prophet Jeremiah? Verse 20, For you were hypocrites in your hearts when you sent me to the Lord your God, saying, Pray for us to the Lord our God, and according to all that the Lord your God says, so declare to us and we will do it. And I have this day declared it to you, but you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God, or anything which he has sent you by me. Now therefore know certainly that you shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence in the place where you desire to go to dwell. With the insight of the Holy Spirit, Jeremiah saw through the mask of their hypocrisy. They weren't really seeking God's counsel. They were seeking God's blessing on what they already determined to do. Jeremiah could see how this would all go down, and it wouldn't end well. But this was nothing new for Jeremiah. His entire ministry consisted of telling people the truth he heard from God, only to see them reject the truth and reject him as God's prophet. In taking an oath to do whatever the Lord said, they had only increased their guilt before God. You know, in my pastoral ministry, I have seen many people seek counsel for their lives, but often they go from person to person until they will finally find somebody who will tell them what they want to hear, 
It is good for us to seek the mind of the Lord in all of our dealings and especially in our major decisions. But if we seek his will, then let us make sure that we do it so that we may walk in his favor. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do just thank you, God, that you are a God who gives wisdom freely to whoever asks. And I pray, Father, that in all the things that we are doing, Lord, that we would seek to know your will, that you would guide and direct us by your spirit and by your word. And Lord, help us not just be hearers of your word, but to be doers of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where the leaders of the people reject the counsel of the Lord and take the people to Egypt. God speaks through Jeremiah that Nebuchadnezzar will strike Egypt. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible. 